Hey, 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 ladies. Ooh, it's the Hoops Talk. We're hey. back. Man, I'm choking. <coughs> Sorry. What a way to start. <laughs> the LA Smog's coming back. Oh, with everyone oh my out God. And about. <laughs> we are back. We took a week off. I feel, it feels like longer than a week, but I guess it was just a week. I don't know. It was very much I, needed. Time doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, yeah, true. That's so true. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, we are back and we're super excited because, I mean, I am sweating from all the WNBA coverage that we've been reading and retweeting and just ingesting. So there's a lot we'll be talking about then. It's been a hot Um, week. It has been a hot week. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's like, this is basically our Olympics our sports Olympics. It's just, <laughs> That's just keeps going, you know, I mean, we are not, we're not used to this concentrated effort that's going to happen. Right. We usually like it's spaced out, but here we are. We, we can do it. Um, we also have a guest on today. Um, Tabby Kodiak is going to be uh, joining us for a woman crush Wednesday to talk about some MLB news that she's been working on. And um, yeah, and Karen, you are obviously in the Disney bubble with Rondo. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? What's going the, on there? The Grand Destino. This is where the Lakers are staying. Uh, Rajon Rondo calls it Motel 6. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to get in JR's uh, stories? JR Smith's stories? No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I think they took his phone away or something. <laughs> Wow, good hot start for JR. <laughs> well, you know, he's always going to be a hot start. Um, so yeah, he basically got his his Instagram taken away. But, you know, we'll see what happens. What about you, Kendall? What's going on? What's happening? Just sweat my ass off out here in Utah. Hmm. Well, yeah. you're putting work in. You got to talk to a legend. Oh, yeah. Yes, Ooh, I got yeah. to work with Billie Jean King. Wow. I know. Wow. She said my name and I almost fainted. Oh my God. I can only imagine. <laughs> Making I, like, your ringtone. Right. <laughs> right. right. Oh, can you repeat that and just say, I'm not available? <laughs> Please leave a message. Yeah. Yeah. Well, super cute. I'm so excited to see the, you know, what you're working on with her when you're able to share that out with all of us. I mean, yep. God, that's so cool. I can't even so imagine. Awesome. I saw, I got in the Skype. I was like the last last one, and her face was just right there. And I was like, Whoa! Oh my god, that's really cool. Yeah, that is so cool. cool. That's so cool. I'm so glad that you've had that experience. And like I said, I can't wait for you to share when you can next week. Ah, I'm gonna look forward mm-hmm. to that. Super excited. Yeah. Very excited. Um, it's hot here in Los Angeles. Uh, Kendall, you are missed in this LA heat. And um, <laughs> as always, we're just trying to keep our masks on and wash our hands and our asses and stay safe as possible. Yep. <laughs> um, but we have a pretty good show today. So let's get into um, our house cleaning updates. One, please subscribe or like and review us on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. Um, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Hoops Talking and at TikTok where the Hoops Talk podcast. Also, I just went to our Redbubble store and I updated some of our designs. So a lot of our designs are now on masks, on journals, on different types of sweatshirts and t-shirts. Um, you know, the 
sweaty and petty stickers, buttons, and what have you. So if you want to head over there, maybe we'll do a giveaway. I don't know. I we talk- <laughs> <laughs> We've tried that before. <laughs> we'll see maybe we'll maybe it'll just be a like or something you know a little less extensive because we tried it I know um another update I want to share with y'all is our Portland Trailblazer fan Marcy Marshall this is breaking news insider breaking news I believe she has decided to choose the talents of the New York Liberty as her WNBA okay. oh, team. Oh, right, Marcy. Oh, I okay. know, I know. So I, I was kind of, I mean, I knew she would never pick Seattle Storm because I, there's, there's something weird like Portland and Seattle that I'm not, I don't have. There's, the, there's Pacific Northwest beef. Yeah, it's yeah, like the LA so beef, right? The LA yeah, beef. Yeah, there's definitely some kind of beef there. I'm not quite sure. I haven't okay. unpacked it yet. Maybe she can join us on our podcast and let us know more about that. But I knew yeah. Seattle, even with Sue Bird, there was just not enough there for her to um, go in that direction. I didn't think she would do the Sparks. Like, I don't know why, but I felt uh, maybe as, you know, for, you know, my connection yeah, with her. To be friends. <laughs> yeah, because we're friends, like best friends forever. But she decided to go to New York Lib. So she and my husband are officially New York Liberty fans. Um, All right. that's, that's breaking fan news. So hey. we, there you go. New wow. York Liberty. You got a real one. You got a real one mm-hmm. there. Um, I think that's all my updates. You guys have anything in particular, Karen? Did you get your masks yet or can I any? did, yes. Okay, so you got your mask. I checked the store out. I mean, I'm about to get some more masks slash sweaty and petty uh, t-shirt. That right? That was banging. Thank you. I <laughs> did that. You're welcome. That sweaty and petty stuff is really good. Um, anything, uh, Kendall, besides talking to a legend? We all good? We're ready to move on? All Let's right. Do it. Let's do it. We we're gonna bring on our guest next. So hold on your horses and we'll be back. Hi Tavi, welcome to the Hoops Talk. Hi. So good to have you. Thank we you. are so honored to have you during our Woman Crush Wednesday segment. We're talking to Tavi Kodiak, a writer for Dodger Yard and a baseball fanatic, and we are so excited to have you. Um, Tabby reached out to me. She is working on some really interesting um, kind of modernizing MLB, which I feel we've always talked about, like, let's bring them out of the dark ages, kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, and uh, a few a few things to hit on is that, and like I said, everything I learned is mostly on the internet, Or, but I know we talked about this, so I think, I think I'm going to clear, but please, Tabby, any point, tell me that. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, one, I know you played softball and you were kind of bullied out of softball. Yeah, um, you you um, did come back to uh, baseball as a fan in your 30s and you became a huge Dodgers fan. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I grew up in uh, Middle Tennessee um, where, you know, gender roles in sports were like, you know, you you were a played footballer. You were a cheerleader, and I was a cheerleader at like three. It was ridiculous. Um, uh, but my sister started playing softball, and you know you always want to be like your big sister. So I started playing. Um, I was on a team called the Pink Pandas. I was not thrilled with the pink. Um, that's not to say you can't love pink and play baseball. I just sure. myself was not thrilled with being a pink panda. 
Uh, and I saw kind of how like the boys had these really cool jerseys and the pants, the stirrup pants and the cleats and everything. And we had like oversized pink t-shirts and like these blue shorts <laughs> that like were like elastic shorts and, um, and like just the, the field, the difference between the fields, the care that was given to them was so different. And you couldn't play baseball as a girl. You had to play softball. And that's not to say softball is inferior. Softball is a different game. It has different strategies. Um, fast pitch is terrifying <laughs> uh, in speed. And so, yeah, so it's, it, but like just seeing that disparity early on. And then of course being just absolutely hounded out of organized sports uh, by, by bullies was just really frustrating. Um, and then, so I kind of like had a small taste of what it was like to not fit into something that you love. And the idea that that's the only meal some people get to eat because of the way they look, because of the color of their skin or their background, that's infuriating. Mm -hmm. So while I don't know the extent that some of these athletes have had to go through their entire life, I can at least kind of commiserate with them of mm. understanding what it's like to not belong in something that you just love and brings you joy. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I think we all like, I know Kendall played, uh, softball and I mm -hmm. was in swimming and, uh, Karen was in, um, basketball. So we all have had a taste of that organized sports. And I know the statistic is, is that, uh, girls usually drop out in the early teens, uh, and I can understand why, like, I mean, beyond the fact that if you can remember everything going on with your body <laughs> when you're a teenager and then having no one to be empathetic about those changes, as well as the fact that you're just not supported. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky. I was able to start horseback riding um, and I, I was competitive at that. I won, you know, state events and things like that, but it was a very female driven sport like mm. my trainer was female um, almost all of my competitors were female it was rare actually um, until you get to the very tip top levels pro level it's mm. actually really rare to find a lot of male uh, competitors in the sport which is a shame it should be more equal um, but yeah so it was kind of when I found a female driven sport that I was able to kind of focus on me and not necessarily like I mean, that sounds a little selfish, but like, I, it was about my performance sure. and not necessarily like other people. I still got bullied right. there too. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't be a fat woman and ride a horse. What are you talking about? Well, oh my I'll just take my, my state championship ribbon and put it on my fat body. You know? <laughs> right. yeah. So right. you, I still got bullied because that's what, uh, unfortunately some people are like that, but right. I was able mm -hmm. to kind of, my performance affected me and not the whole team. And it was a little easier to overcome. Um, yeah. so yeah. So then you did, you did get back into baseball, like yeah. as a fan uh, in your thirties and then in your Dodgers fan, as yeah. you write for Dodgers. Well, I gotta say, go? It's so easy to be a Dodgers fan. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, I grew up, I grew up in Tennessee. You were either a Cubs fan or a Braves fan because you got WGN and, and TBS hmm. um, or yeah, TBS. And so my dad was the Cubs fan. My grandmother was the Braves fan. Uh, she was really into Chipper Jones, so we we were Chipper <laughs> Jones fans. Um, and then, you know, because it was kind of like, I just recoiled from sports. Like, it, you know, and then, of course, in football, I was a Titans fan, and that's its own kind of trauma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, when Jeff Fisher showed up with the Rams, I was so mad. Oh, my God. I was like, get out of my town. Um, <laughs> it didn't last long. 
Um, so anyway, yeah, I came back to it. Uh, what really helped was just finding people who liked it. Mm -hmm. um, I was in this kind of like weird little um, game um, nerd uh, group in Santa Monica and I met my friend Justine, who is just a huge Dodgers fan, her whole family's Dodgers fans. Um, and I was able to actually talk about it again, mm. but it was, it was honestly, it was going to Dodger stadium and mm -hmm. like just the crowd there. I mean, it's a little heartbreaking because that's not going to happen anytime soon, but like okay. the crowd, the absolute instant connection with everyone around you. Um, I remember being in the, the, the moment that sold me on it was being in the left field pavilion. And I, I, it was like a Reds game. It was a really cheap ticket day. I went by myself because the ticket, I found it online for like seven bucks. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was like, it, and I don't remember it was, but it was a Dodger who hit, who hit the home run into the, and this, there was this guy here, it was this Hispanic father with like kids running around. He was very stoic and, you know, very chill and like had his sunglasses on. And when that home run ball landed like eight feet away from him, he went nuts. Like, <laughs> we made yelling and we made like direct eye contact and high fived and like all this stuff. And it was just this instant moment of connection. And like the hockey bros, like down a couple feet from me, were going nuts. And like, you know, the pavilions are just insane. Like there, I remember one game, there was a, a, a gentleman in, in like full Hasidic Jewish dress <laughs> running around yelling about Taco Tuesday. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> it opened my city up to me in a way that I'd never oh. felt before. Like I was in the film industry, which is very Los Angeles. I was, you know, I was in the protest community, which is very Los Angeles. Mm. I was in, um, you know, the nerd community and, and, and lots of things, but never was there like this instant ticket to anywhere in the city. Like mm. if I see someone in a Dodgers hat or a Dodgers Jersey at any time, I have something to say to them, right. whether or not we speak the same language, right. like first language, we speak baseball. Right. And, you know, everyone can go, hey, Kike, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and why wouldn't you? Um, right. but, so it, 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 it helped me fall in love with Los Angeles again. Mm. And, mm. and I love that. And that really just kind of cemented because, because I was so re like resident of sports for mm. so long, I didn't get it. But then right. like, that one, that one home run, that connection with that, you know, father of like four kids who I have nothing, hardly anything in common with. Sure. I don't have kids. I don't have family. I don't have those mm -hmm. kind of responsibilities that he does. But we, in that moment, we were the same. So it was great. I love that you tell that story about how you got reconnected with sports in your city, because I really think that leads into what it is that you're trying to do with the MLB and their inability to be as inclusive as truly sports are. Right. Sports are definitely one of those things to your point. Like when you said, you know, you see someone on the street, they're wearing the, you know, for me, it's Lakers. You know, I see some mm -hmm. of the Lakers and everyone's like Lakers. And, you know, um, mm -hmm. to see that and have that, that all regardless of uh, gender, race, uh, economics, like that kind of melts away and you're united in this feeling for a team. And I think that leads into what you're trying to do when you decided that you wanted to look at the MLB a little bit closer and say, Hey, you know what? Why, why are you in the dark ages still with how you talk about people that play the, the sport, the actual yeah. athletes and the actual umpires and the coaches? Why are you still so exclusive to one gender uh, when you're doing that? So why don't you tell us about the project that you undertook? 
yeah. to kind of break that open. Yeah. Um, well, the reasons I, I worked a little while for a sports union um, last season and they told me um, that if I was hired on full time, it was a contract work. Um, if I was hired on full time, I would be the first woman to ever work for that union. Wow. And it blew my mind. And I was Crazy. like, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? So, um, you know, it, <laughs> it still breaks my brain to this moment. You know, right. women have been in, like the first owner, female owner was in 1911, Helene Britton. She owned mm. the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. You know, Lizzie Murphy was the first female player in 1922. Mm. Um, she actually, uh, she played in MLB all-star games. Um, mm. she played in the American league. She played in the national league. She played in the Negro league. She mm. faced Satchel Page, like the wow. great, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. You know, she played, it was one game, but she played first base for the Cleveland giants, which was the Negro league team. Uh, you know, Bernie Sierra, 1972, it mm. took three years of lawsuits to get her to be able to umpire a game. And she wow. lasted one game because she was harassed. She was harassed and not supported. Um, mm. I can't remember. I think it might have been her. I may be misremembering, but like the light outside her hotel window was smashed or something. I, I believe that was her. I might be misremembering it, but she was harassed. And it right. took her three years to earn that. And she got there and it just wasn't, she wasn't supported, mm. you know, and, and Sue Falsoni in 2012 for the Dodgers. She was the first, uh, first head trainer for any major sport, let alone mm. baseball. Uh, and then of course, now we have Alyssa Nagin mm. and, and uh, who's a coach for the San Francisco Giants, hooray. Um, <laughs> but women are there. Right. Um, mm -hmm. If you wanna take women out of baseball completely, you have to knock down Fenway because Janet Marie mm. Smith led the, the renovation and saved Fenway. You gotta right. give back Camden Yards. You know, mm. she also worked, you know, for the Phillies for a time. You have to give back new Dodger Stadium. Mm. Women are mm. all over baseball. So why are the rules only he, his? You know, that's so <laughs> yeah. dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, right. you know, they've been through lawsuits since the 70s with Bernie Scare, and there's been more and more and more. You know, everyone gives flack uh, on Angel Hernandez, but he's been fighting in the courts for racial equality. Mm. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what you think of him as an umpire, he's been he's been fighting that fight. Um, so I I looked at the rules and I <laughs> when you get all the way through the 2019 rules on page 155, there's this little paragraph that's in italics and it says uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Basically, any time that we say he, his or her, his, we mean she, hers or hers <laughs> as well when it's a lady. Not lady, but when the, when the person. Right. right. That's, that's such, that's, forgive my language. That's some bullshit right there. Yeah. That's some yeah. bullshit. Let's add that at the end. Whoop. Yeah. We love right. being, we love being a footnote. Right. Yeah. Well, love being that footnote. I to do it. Um, oh, I'm so mad. Hold on. I need a drink. I <laughs> I mean, let's also not forget that women basically saved the league during the war, oh, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, that's major. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm focusing basically on, on Major League Baseball, but that women yeah. are all over. Um, there's a great, I can't remember, I think it's called the Queen of the Negro League, about the woman who helped um, basically spread uh, Negro League Baseball right. um, and helped keep it alive for, uh, for a long time. Um, and, yeah, women were much more accepted there. In fact, oh, I I wish I had remembered more of this. Um, I believe it was um, there's an umpire now. She's known as the Fair Lady. Um, she uh, she was she found uh, more acceptance in the Negro leagues than in other leagues. Mm -hmm. um, and and there are 
instances all over right. that. Like, it's not just women who are oppressed here. Let's not. Um, right. You know, the, the reason why they allowed uh, persons of color into baseball was because they were good players and they could. Right. Um, and let's not talk about how they didn't pay uh, the Negro League teams that they took these players from yeah. like they would a different team. They didn't trade contracts and things like that. It wasn't, right. it wasn't mm-hmm. a fair trade, but, you know, ultimately it was for, for a better cause. Right. Anyway, so I, uh, it took about a week uh, not working steadily. A lot of that was formatting because um, it's <laughs> in a weird format. Uh, but yeah, I just took any instance of gender and I replaced it with, so like any, um, his, his, his he pronouns and replaced them with a noun. I didn't replace them with they, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely a valid singular noun. It has mm-hmm. been for like centuries. That's not the problem. It's more that baseball rules are very specific mm-hmm. and you know, there, there's, it's even specific to where like, there's the batter. He's a batter when he's. He or she is the, I almost did it myself. <laughs> uh, there's the batter. Uh, and then they hit the ball and then they become the batter runner uh, until they stop at a base and then they're the runner. So there's like this okay. seconds, seconds long period in which they are the batter runner. But right. a lot can happen in those couple seconds. Sure. You have to be yep. very specific with it. So I, that's why I didn't just, you know, do search replace the. Uh, for there or something like that. Right, right. Um, because it has to be specific. That's being said, I might have, I still might have messed up. The, the really complicated rules. You can tell sure. they've been worked on for a hundred years. The language <laughs> is a lot of hey, fun. I've always said that I could revolutionize baseball. One, we would always stop at seventh inning, regardless of the score. That Because that's when you could stop drinking too. So <laughs> I've always just said, you know what? Seven innings. We don't need 10 anymore. I mean, I loved I every love moment of the 18, uh, 18 inning World Series, uh, but you know that's just <laughs> we won that one too. It's the only one. Uh. But, uh, still, I I get it. I mean, you know, pace of play clock is is great um, to keep the game moving, but right. that does mean that the home plate umpire only gets two minutes of rest. Uh, so you know. I mean, I also advocate for umpires because I just think they get the short shrift. Um, You know, people complain about minor league salaries. Minor league umpires have it worse. Uh, They have to make their own accommodations. Their per diems are laughable. Um, Even the major league umpires who make decent salaries make less than half the league minimum. Right. Um, Right. Granted, they have longer careers. There's a little bit less risk to them. So I I do understand that. But, um, you know, the pace of play clock, which does keep it moving along, you know, that home plate umpire is bending down 300 times a game to see a pitch. It's a lot. So two minute breaks in between, maybe they jug some water. They don't allow, they're not allowed to leave the field. They can't go to the bathroom. They can't sit down. Um, so on one hand, yes, seven innings would probably be, you know, slightly improve your, your umping. <laughs> um, it's also really funny to watch spring training this year. Uh, none of the umpires, at least, Publicly, I'm not sure right. what's going on behind closed doors. They haven't uh, settled their 2020 contract yet, so they're not right. trading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And watching the clubs, like the clubbies or the coaches or another player, like play umpire, I right. feel like there's going to be an appreciation for umpires when they come back. Uh, well, you you were also when you and I talked, uh, we, you also talked about uh, Pam Pastama. 
Oh, Pam Post. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about her? Because I actually went down a rabbit hole once after you and I talked and I thought it was fascinating what happened to her. And well, I don't know how top of mind that is for people because, you know, it happened and it was like, okay, done. Cause she settled, but I'd yeah. love for your, to take, to get your take on it. Yeah. So, um, if you, and sorry, my cat was digging in a box. So I <laughs> <laughs> I love her, but she is annoying. Um, that's <laughs> what a cat is. So yeah, Pam Postuma is. Um, she was kind of the second um, umpire to come along, like uh, to come along, um, and she was really good at her job. Uh, but the amount of harassment that she had, uh, like, it's maddening. Um, and in general, I believe that the abuse that umpires take. If, if a player, if that, any of that was directed at a player, people would be up in arms, but right. somehow it's okay to dump on the umpire. So right. take all of that rage and anger and then add like a sexist element to it. And it gets scary. It yeah. absolutely gets scary. Um, the, if you read the court documents that she filed against the MLB, it's some pretty eye-opening stuff. Mm. And I don't think it really includes everything. I think it's just kind of provable stuff. Mm. Um, you know, there's the, there's a story about how she came out to umpire the plate and there was a frying pan waiting for her on home plate. Um, and cool. people would tell her like, you know, go home, that sort of thing. Go, you know, oh, don't, Jesus. you know, don't, don't, aren't, aren't you like, you know, shouldn't you get back in the kitchen? Managers, when they came out to give their lineups would try and kiss her. Uh, one of them did, uh, completely inappropriate. Absolutely. Um, she was called the C word on multiple times. Um, there was a pitcher, um, cats. Um, I believe, I can't remember his name, but um, he basically said like that her umpiring was like an affront to God and the Bible, you oh. know, and just like all of these Jesus. horrible things. And like the fact that she stayed in as long as she did is remarkable because yeah. I don't, I mean, I got bullied out of sports. I don't know that I would have the fortitude right. to quit. Now, granted, I was a kid. I, I would hope I'd have more fortitude now, but it doesn't have to happen. You shouldn't have right. to have those walls. You shouldn't right. have to right. have this horrible, you know, right. shell around you to be able to do the job that you love. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Rio Cortizio, who came on a little uh, while after, basically got blackballed out of the AAA uh, for advancing because none of the AAA umpires would retire until she fell in the rankings because she was number one. Oh, she was going to get a AAA job. AAA is the next step to the majors. You know, this, this, um, you know, um, uh, reporters kind of called it out and people went, eh, right. you know, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought the story that you told me about Pam, I think it resonated so much to me because I also, uh, went and did a little, when I did my research, about her, she was one of those, uh, you know, she herself said, look, I tried to drink as I had a drinking problem because I tried to drink as much as I could with them. I tried to be one of the boys and I, I, I let so many things slide because I'm like, Hey, you got to pay to play. And she was also like you were saying, she was in love with baseball and it finally just broke her. And she ended up going back to live with her parents who were already at a certain age where she could take care of them. And she just left baseball behind entirely. And to think, and she says like, she kind of took a little bit of blame of not doing more to try to advance 
women in baseball. It's sad to hear that, you know, because she was like, oh, I, w- I didn't have that support. I didn't even have the language right. to try to describe how I could advance women in baseball. Right. And so that's why I think um, what you are doing in excavating these rules and starting to have these languages, which that's sometimes you just need an outsider that's going to come in and say like, no, like enough. Like, let's take a look at from the, the very like, you know, epicenter of where this game starts from, which are the rules and how do we start changing that? And how do we have those conversations? And I think that's really important. You know, the, the conversation people, a lot of times, and I think, I, you know, I do it myself. You go like, ah, oh, you know, that's just, just keep working hard. And yes. then that will speak for itself. And right. you're like, God, wishing and a praying and a hoping. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, it, we, there, I think like someone like Pam, she definitely put down the, the bricks, right? Oh, yeah. we, we're not starting from zero, mm-hmm. yeah. which is well, good. Here's an interesting thing that um, I actually, I, it was, it was kind of, tossed off in a conversation I had with another um, umpire, Perry Barber, who's a great follow on Twitter, by the way. Um, uh, She kind of mentioned that MLB um, uh, clubhouses, when they renovate, they have to, they have to create a space for female umpires. Hmm. And um, I have a friend who works, he's on the Dodger uh, renovation team. I asked him and he's like, yeah, that's, that's how that's been since at least 2013. Cause that's when the Dodgers clubhouse was renovated. So that means there's about eight different clubhouses at least out there. Um, that have a space for female umpires. It's waiting, like it is there. And any any other clubhouse that rent this is the major leagues, the minor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because they're like, oh, starting from 2013. Yeah, no, 20 women just yeah, women exist. <laughs> <laughs> but your was in 20 uh, uh, or 20, 1972. So yeah, it's taken some time. Well, here's the other thing. Um, Perry also told me which I found fascinating when she was in, in umpire school in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, they were making a concentrated effort to recruit minority men. Um, and just now, just this year, 2020, uh, they had the first black crew chief in Kerwin Danley and the first Mexican born crew chief in, um, Alfonso Marquez and goodness sakes is Mexico a baseball sport, you know, like, I know. Right. so, so, Recruitment yeah. works. It takes its time. Right. It is, you know, people do have to retire. It is a unionized job. Goodness knows we. There are certain umpires we wish would leave, right? Um, and they never. West. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, but I mean, as long as they're still performing at their job, I'm, I don't know. But yeah. so, like, recruitment works. Like, it, it it absolutely works. They should be going after women. I was really excited when I read an article from 2018 that the Wendell Stead School was providing a, a scholarship for women uh, mm. in umpiring. And I emailed them and I was like, oh, please give me these details because I'm writing this article about yeah. you know, how I think women should be umpired. And they're like, um, unfortunately, we no longer have that. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh. Oh, I'm setting it up in 2018. And then now gone. It's 2020, it's gone. is it gone? So they're like, yeah, cool. we decided it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I also, I retweeted like something about how like you could, they, they said like, you know, email us to be able to talk to an instructor. And they, they like liked it and retweeted it. And I was so tempted to just be like, give us scholarships, you dicks. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been interesting kind of just poking holes, you know, women. I mean, right. if, you, if you go to a baseball game, there's women there. 
Um, all over, yeah. It's different mm -hmm. stats. I've seen it as low as 27%. I've seen it as high as 40%. I think yep. it's closer to 40 uh, fans in baseball. Um, so, you know, they keep talking about, you know, there's two things you can do, I think, to promote the sport in, L in, 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 in America. One, in blackouts. That's dumb. People right. move all over the country. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah. Stop, stop it with the blackouts. Stop it. Right. Um, two, get women involved. Um, we have yeah. money. We spend money. We spend more money than men usually. I mean, in, in, a, oh, in yeah. a household, yeah. typically women tend to spend more money than the men. Let's spend it on some baseball stuff. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I mean, even if you had $1, just imagine all the women in the United States giving you that $1. Yeah. That's yeah. already an improvement over your bottom line. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and, um, I, I also wanted to bring up one more person who I think is important. Um, Melissa Ludke, I think is how you say her name. Mm. And that was 1977. Um, she sued the, I believe it's the MLB because she was not allowed into the Yankees locker room as a reporter. Oh. There's one place where I think women have made fantastic strides yes. in sports. Mm -hmm. um, I know we have Alana Rizzo with the Dodgers. Absolutely love her, but there are, are many women um, and I think that's the most visible place that we've seen women um, mm. in sports. Um, yeah. Um, and I think it's not the only place we've seen women, but I think I just want to acknowledge like the work they have done and just how smart these women are and how yeah. calm and like, just the amount of times Alana Rizzo has dodged Gatorade is just beautiful. <laughs> um, still being very professional. Um, so, so I did want to, I did want to bring up that, that, that other name. Uh, but again, 77, that's the, that's the long, even like, uh, so I was on this, um, uh, I think it was a, a, a writer's workshop. Uh, it was some zoom. I don't know. A friend of mine invited me to it. They're like, we're, they're talking about sports writing. Do you want to go? I'm like, heck yeah. Um, it was, uh, oh crap, I've already forgotten his name. Oh, Rick T. Lander at the Chicago Sun-Times. Mm. Uh, there was a woman who asked nice. him, like, who his fa favorite female reporters were, and his answer was, well, it's really hard for women to be sports reporters. It's hard for them <laughs> to And I'm so Crazy glad answer. that Whoa. You did, like, the, the, the people watching didn't have mics because I was screaming. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Female reporters, just go back to it and learn. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah, it, we're we yeah. are in a in a day and age where that kind of thing is un, unacceptable. And I we we always have the discussion too. It's like we all can like say it and have it on uh, you know have discussions on Twitter more publicly, and we can you know do all the support. But really, it's like there's a lot of people in leadership that need to take, can't take those types of comments lightly and can't look at the things that are happening and not understand. And even if you just want to follow the money, which is normally what is the thing that's going to push the conversation is how much dollar bills you're going to get. Even from that perspective, because um, you see the big changes happening with NFL, please, that is a money play. And let's just all be honest. Yes. Tip of the hat respect that you want your paper mm -hmm. and we know you're making these strides because of it and it, you know it's better for all of us so I think MLB is in one of those situations where they too because we've seen uh the um audience going down the viewing going down right. recruitment mm -hmm. going down yeah. 
soccer in this country is definitely uh, spiking up as far as viewership right. and recruiting. So MLB, for whatever reason, I know they have a very, very strong players league or players um, uh, union. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to start. <laughs> I mean, that, compared yeah. to other leagues, compared to other yeah. leagues, compared I should other, say, because right. they're still that. not going to play. You know, they're still like. The really hard discussion. thing about sports in the U.S. is that the major league teams are functional monopolies. Hmm. Um, you know, you can say, at least I, in baseball, you can say, okay, well, you know, the Atlantic League is an independent league. It's not hmm. affiliated with MLB. Yet they were testing out MLB rules. They were testing out the the electronic umpires. So how independent is it really? Right. You know? mm-hmm. um, if you want to play pro sports – you're kind of limited, you know, yeah. I, I didn't support the XFL just cause I didn't really know much about it, but I, I absolutely support it in theory because right. yes, break that monopoly. There should be more sure. than one way to consume football or baseball mm-hmm. in the U S. Um, but going back to like the, the drop in MLB, I think a lot of that has to do with the local level and the treatment of umpires. <laughs> um, because it is so hard to find people who want to umpire at a local level because mm. of the, I remember um, at my, this is, and this is, I was a kid, you know, this is in the late, uh, early nineties. Um, umpires would just hide in the, in the clubhouse Wow! because they would just get screamed at. Well, how was that a strike? How was that a ball? You know, that sort of thing. And so I, I saw a study. It was something, it was like a league in Carolina where 40% of the people who umpired refused to do a second year. They just refused it. They wouldn't do wow. it because of the abuse. So if you can't find people to umpire games, if yeah. all like the, you know, how fun is it when you have to play a game with some person from the audience, literally pulled out of the, Hey, can you umpire here? Put on some gear, call balls and strikes. Mm. What does that say about the care that is given at local leagues? Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, also, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, have had a chance to read Ian Desmond's um, really just heartbreaking post yeah. about um, how disparate it is for kids who come from lower income yeah. who tend to be yeah. minority um, players and just how heartbreaking that is. Yeah. Um, so you have to fix it at a local level or, mm-hmm. you know, the, and, you know, it takes a lifetime to be able to throw 90 miles an hour, let alone a hundred, you know, right. these kids touching a hundred. Um, it takes discipline from a, an early age to be able to hit 90 to a hundred. Yeah. Um, all of these baseball players, you know, listening to, uh, there's a really great podcast called the big swing, which is uh, hosted by uh, Ross Stripling and his buddy Cooper's quick scratch on the rug. I'm sorry. my Cat, <laughs> <laughs> cat mom, uh, <laughs> who is, uh, in the middle of my shout out anyway um, (laughs) he's uh anyway he has players on and he taught they talk about when they first fell in love with baseball and it was always early um these players had not been supported a lot of them are lucky to have parents to support them they have communities to support them let's not pretend that money doesn't make a difference right right yeah it's it's changed since i was a kid but again i wasn't in the thick of it but they have to go to these viewings, they have to go to camps, they have to go to all of these things, and it shouldn't be that way, or it should be more accessible. Right. Uh, you know, even umpires, like there's three MLB camps that they offer in three cities, and if you can't get to those cities, you're not going to get seen. 
you know, a lot of people who go to those camps do come mm-hmm. out with scholarships to go to either either the MLB Training Academy or Wendelstedt. But if you can't get to the if you can't get to Nashville or St. Paul or Cal- somewhere in California, you're not going to get seen. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone improves from from having money, but like right. make it make it to where you have access. One of the great things about Twitter. Um, there's this mm. Twitter account called Pitching Ninja. Or is it Pitching Ninja? Hold on. I may be, I may be conflating. Anyway, but but he, basically they they are uh oh no, I don't think it's Pitching Ninja. Pitching Ninja does is great is a great follow, by the way. But right. uh, but there are accounts that basically you can submit your 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 reel for lack of a better mm. word. Mm. Home term. I'm not sure what the baseball term is for it. Uh, <laughs> but your highlight reel. And, uh, and you can get seen um, and mm. you can get those scouts out to see you. You can get people That's awesome. and see you in a way that has never been accessible before. So on one hand, yes, it's great, but you still have to have a camera. You still have to have someone who can film you. You still have to right. have, you know, all of these things. So it's getting, it's getting more equitable, um, but it's, oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat just attacked you. I know. <laughs> she just got attacked by her cat. For those that are oh on your eye on the iPod or your podcast, she got attacked. You're a little orange jerk. Oh, I love you. Yes, yes. That's the problem. They've got the zoomies and they're fighting. Stop fighting. <laughs> you're you're getting them you're getting them riled up with all of this like baseball talk. Oh, oh they uh yeah I'm sorry you got to smell giant that is actually that's that's actually good because you know we need we always need like cats in our lives cats, oh my goodness cats oh, are good my- <laughs> are red. okay well Tavi you know I like I said you uh, what you're doing again is just another brick in the path right we are not mm-hmm. starting from zero it's more bricks and the knowledge jesus christ listen to you talk i mean it is like an well, I have media <laughs> still you know this this is the type of thing where it's like the access it needs to be wider and it needs to uh, look deeper into these places where you have passionate people that are willing to give their time their energy and their own investment to get the game going. I think MLB needs that. I think all leagues need that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for the next person. Change. Yeah. I haven't looked at NFL or hockey rules or anything like that. Um, I have to say uh, the literally every other major sports league has done better on the officials front. Um, mm. There have been female officials in the NFL, yeah. MLS mm-hmm. and, and NHL. Um, so they have done better on that front. Um, I just don't know as much about those leagues. Right. Um, I will say I had some reservations when I started doing this because it was like, how dare, how dare I? No, and <laughs> wow. like, and I know there's gonna be people um, on the internet who like, how dare you? You know, and I'm like, hey, who cares? But you know, what? And the other I'm like, it's it if you, it doesn't change the game. It doesn't yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it the game is still is still you know put your guy put yeah. your players on base I almost said guys it's so hard to, uh, um, it is now that you're you know now that I'm more aware of language listening to um uh announcers is almost grating and I love our announcers I love Joe and Oral they're they're fantastic 
they have a podcast at the end of which they tell each other that they love each other, which is just <laughs> we're going to do that. We're and they talk about that. cooking. They're, they are incredibly wholesome, wholesome men. I love them. Um, but, you know, the language around baseball is gendered. Yeah. Um, and as of right now, it is all only males on on the field. But you still you still hear those like, you know, terms that have been used for, you know, two guys on two, two on, you know. Right. Sort of it's true. And yeah. it's just it's it's true. Infuriating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is not a dig at Joe and Earl. They are they are. No, great, but, um, no. but it's it's there's it's going to take an effort. It's going to take people like Joe and Earl making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. concentrated efforts to have those glittering totally. be neutral yep yep yeah. i yeah. that's where we've always said it you know it's like we need to have those people in those positions with the access with the platform to use it and mm-hmm. many people like yourself that are like uh, you know what i'm gonna take this chance i'm gonna do this to the rules and hopefully it'll start the you know the revolution for mlb that's what we all want that's what we're hoping for Tavi, you are a joy. You're a baseball encyclopedia. So much knowledge. knowledge. Where can people find your work? Tweet, you know, tweet, everything. Tell us. Tell our audience. uh, My Twitter handle is uh, season underscore baseball, S-Z-N underscore baseball. Uh, Tavi is is, uh, my name. And um, (laughs) you can find my my, uh, writing at Dodger Yard. I have a couple pieces on Medium, but mostly Dodger Yard. Uh, the next piece up, uh, it won't be up by the time this podcast comes up, mm. but it's coming. Um, I'm doing a story on Derek O'Hara, who is the developer, as the director of development and planning, I believe, uh, is his title. But he is working, he's one of the, the people working on the Dodger renovation, the Dodger Stadium oh, renovation. Okay. Cool. And the amount of love that he and his team has put into this stadium is just absolutely amazing. And they've gotten some flack about their batter's eye, um, which I would just remind people the stadium was built without a batter's eye. And the reason why the batter's eye went in was because car headlights used to shine into the <laughs> 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 working with some parameters that, you know, um, but, the, but, but no, the, um, I, it's, it's really heartbreaking because we were supposed to have the all-star game at Dodger stadium. Sure. Here, yeah. And like there's yeah. some really cool things there's a bar that actually is on level with the bullpen and you can watch, you know, Joe Kelly warm up. Mm, I like that. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it's a reflective blast. So they're not like looking back at you and they won't notice if you're, I wouldn't mind. I know. Look at me. It's still very private for the, for the bullpen, but you get to, you know, have a beer, have a drink and, and watch them. There's play areas that are happening. Um, and it's that you actually, for the first time in Dodger history, in, well, in Dodger Stadium history, you're going to be able to walk all the way around the stadium. Mm, very oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, Convenient. That's interesting. <laughs> I know. That's, that's like a no duh, but when the stadium was built, yeah. it was built so that people in the pavilion only could enter in the pavilion. Right, right. And, and right. couldn't mix. Right, right. So, uh, so oh, there's that. Innovation. And then. And where and when does this uh, when does this piece about the rules drop? So that it'll, it should actually be out Monday the thirteenth. Okay. So this I think Wednesday is when this episode. Yeah. Will so we, so you, this will be after it drops. So everybody, we and we'll have all everything in our show notes. Make sure you send us the links, and we'll Absolutely. go ahead and put that once yeah, it goes yeah. live. 
again, such a joy. Thank you so much for spending the time. I mean, it's just like, I'm learning. I love a guest that teaches us so many things and yes. has a good discussion. So we, well, I hope, really I hope I got all my facts straight. I also, <laughs> yeah, you, know what? you sounded good to me. Yeah. yeah we can pop yeah, up right, out, if we right need on. To. And we got a, <laughs> the internet will tell me if I want. Yeah. We got that oh, and a cat fine. attack. I'm oh, yeah. here for Saturday. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Getting yeah. Out and post yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have the power of editing and that's staying in and it will be one of our clips. Again, Tabby, thank you so much. We're so happy to have you. Um, have a great weekend. We will, and we'll, you know, thanks so much. And we will be right back. And we are back. Hello, everybody. Back again. Sports in the age of coronavirus. Uh, thank you, Tavi, for being um, the guest. It was so awesome. Like mm-hmm. baseball extravaganza. Baseball. You're gonna like baseball. They're gonna like this. They're gonna like this. Um, so yes. So sports in the age of coronavirus. Kendall, you recently yes. posted a photo of you and someone known as Pat Mahomes. Oh my. Made a lot of money and made a lot of news. Tell us, tell us about that photo and tell us about like the guy got paid, right? So here's what happened. I was out having a nice little afternoon with my mom and I got home. I wasn't really paying attention to the internet or anything. Got home, got online and saw the Pat Mahomes sign for like $500 million and a 10-year extension. And I used to work at NFL Networks. So back when he was getting drafted, I think it was about three years ago, Mm. he came through NFL Network because they were doing all their rounds, you know, ESPN, everything, um, to make him look good for the draft. And he stopped by NFL Network, and he went to Texas Tech. I went to Texas Tech, so I, of course, had to get a picture with him. Guns up in the picture. Guns up, suns up, guns up. Um, So we took a picture that was about three years old. Anyway, so I got home on the day that he signed, and I was like, this will be funny because we just got back from Dollar Tree. (laughs) I love it so much that it was true. (laughs) It was so true. I was not even fucking around. Um, so I tweeted out the picture of me and him from three years ago. And I said, one of us in this picture just signed for 500 million and the other just bought body wash and Dollar Tree. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it blew up. You never know. It's it so well blew on the up. And it blew up. And yeah, unfortunately, he didn't Dollar see Tree it. Fans. Yeah, I guess uh, I feel like I'm owed a, like a, a part like he needs to write me a check. Because since that, that picture was taken, he's won the Super Bowl, he's won Super Bowl MVP, and he's won NFL MVP. Right. So and then got like, his big ass contract. And then got a big contract. So I feel like I'm on Three years bit. later. My God. I, I think percentages need to be looked at. I would take yeah. even just a 1.5%. <laughs> I would even think a 0.3%. Yeah. No, I'll take a hundred. I'll, I'll take a hundred grand. That's yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing for him. I mean, I saw that fool jumping into a lake uh, on his social, yeah. and I was just like, mm, yeah. 
that guy. Yeah, even I, that's an if, I think even jump. if he gets, you know, even if he gets injured, I think he still gets like ten million. Like it's he's something still, like that. He's like Damn. still guaranteed like forty something million. I think if, yeah. even if he gets injured. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think wow. what really makes the whole that whole tweet was that I legitimately had just bought body wash. <laughs> <laughs> I love how some people were like, oh, make sure you get Pat some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can buy the whole goddamn Dollar Tree franchise. I don't even buy him no body wash. <laughs> I, know. I know. It couldn't have worked out any more perfect. Like I legit was at Dollar Tree that morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, oh, it's man. funny because I know you had uh, way back in the day, I guess in January when we were talking Super Bowl, was it this past January, when uh, you went there and you were oh, yeah. talking about your big Pat Mahomes fan yep. anyway, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the association with going to school with him and stuff. So you're yeah. definitely part of the glow up, in my opinion. Yeah, right. So, Jason. I feel like I'm good luck Chuck. Right? <laughs> yes. yes. Right? Good luck, just, Chuck, right good here. Luck. Take Chuck. a picture with me. Anybody who wants to win something. <laughs> and get big, yeah. But uh, have them sign that 0.03%. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need uh, some money up front, though. <laughs> yeah. Booking fee Kendall and then the 0.3%. Yeah. <laughs> Kendall needs yeah. her checks. Kendall needs her yeah. checks. Yeah. Well, good on him, Pat Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty – that was – pretty huge so good for him um moving on to the sweatiest weeks thus far of the WNBA I swear I was drinking Gatorade with all the coverage I was like I cannot keep up with all this coverage it was so good um the next which is a um a newsletter which I talked about on our last episode they have been pumping it out so much good coverage, uh, you know, just all the, the Ari, um, Girls Talk Sports, uh, you know, all those friends, all those with Sky, Sky Chicago, you know, all these different places that we talked about, they have been pumping it out um, because the WNBA made it to their bubble. Um, and I know, well, first off, they did. So there were some accommodations that are super questionable. This was this was uh, brought to our attention by players. Okay, so the players did bring out videos of like rat traps and huge bugs and warm that looked a little Ugh. unappeasing, um, which they then brought to the WNBA. Um, attention, and they said that it's been fixed moving forward. And I do think yeah. that. Like a lot of outlets that didn't that don't normally cover cover the WNBA did kind of jump on the bandwagon oh, for sure. for the drama that was happening, which is I mean it's kind of annoying, but I mean it's all about clickbait a lot of times, unfortunately. And I know some of the players were like, "Hey, you know what? Can you also cover us when we're doing well and we're actually playing?" And that's a big uh, that's a you know double edged sword there with that type of coverage, but. Um, and again, like people are like, this shouldn't even be happening. You shouldn't be in a place that's not ready, right? For mm-hmm. what was happening. Exactly. They've had plenty of time to compare to prepare. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Arrival. But that aside, that pettiness aside, because we live for it. Um, all the the players that were tested were negative. 
um, they're in, they're currently in the bubble and they've been training. And um, I know that the, some of the big news is the Mystics, uh, Tina Charles and Elena Deladon are looking at medical opt-outs because I do believe also that um, uh, uh, Deladon has um, been immune compromised. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah she has Lyme like disease. Yeah, yeah, did Lyme disease. Um, so that could it is a big game changer. And I know that Liz Cambage also decided to opt out of the season. Um, and I wasn't quite sure if that was for medical or not. Um, but, you know, uh, I know that one of the Sparks, I, I forget which player, but she also was tested positive for COVID. So, you know, there's a lot of these things still happening. Um, they, the WNBA did announce that they are planning on playing July 25th is when they are going to start uh, play. And uh, yeah, so they're hopefully no one gets sick. They've had some training uh, camps going and um, as much as I'm conflicted, I'm going to be really excited when <laughs> it starts. But I don't want anyone to be sick, and who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows what's gonna happen? And um, but yeah, that that's happening. Um, other stuff was Karen. You brought this up last episode. The whole Senator Kelly Loeffler thing, which is mm-hmm. huge. it exploded, huh? Because she kept running her mouth, <laughs> and not and and not in all. A positive way, and not no, not a productive way. Yeah, I cannot with her. Why do dummies because, double down? I don't get it. Because it, it's she's turning it political. Has nothing I know. to do with she's, the WNBA. and she's getting any publicity. Good publicity, right? She's running for yeah. Senate or whatever. She's trying to get the MAGA base behind her, and she's unfortunately using her team to make that. Uh, you know, leverage them to make that point. And she says, you know, sports shouldn't be political. It's like, well, then bitch, don't make it political because that's exactly what you're doing when you are leveraging them for your campaign. Because no one heard anything about you. You know, you could have just sat down and eaten your kale salad and been just fine. But you decided that you wanted to say bullshit uh, Natasha Cloud was on Don Lemon, which was an excellent interview where she's like, you know what, there's no place for that kind of language in the WNBA. And that's not who, what we stand for. But she also says, you know, don't be distracted by crumbs. We want the whole meal. We we're here for the whole plate, you know, and some of this shit is crumbs. And that's true, too. You know, it's like, uh, it's just detrimental in all ways. And This is just like what we were talking about on the last episode, that there's nothing political. There shouldn't be anything political about any of this. There's one side of the coin, and it's the right side of the coin. Period. And this isn't politics. It's human rights. And Mm -hmm. if you're against it, then you're a disgusting-ass person. Yeah, yeah. Selfish, disgusting-ass person. That's basically all there is. There's no politics involved in this. This this shouldn't be a political thing. It's like wearing a fucking no. mask. Shouldn't be a political thing. It None shouldn't. of the it's this is all just human rights. Yeah. But agreed. Some white girls running for Senate wanna 
pump up their MAGA base when they are the owner of a team that is primarily black. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Epicenter like, of black culture. I mean. Get out. It's just, just get out. Yeah. You, you like just it, get out. You know what? Sell your shares or whatever the fuck you do yeah. and get out. Because you know she's got money elsewhere. So get the fuck out. Right. I know. She made money off of the pandemic. So she's right. got all that money. Right. Yeah. You know, let's not forget, she's a despicable person. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just about, like, that she's wrong about human rights. She's a despicable person. Yeah. Right. And then again. Profiteering right. off of uh, misery. And then again, right. Black women rising above and Renee coining her op-ed and offering to have a discussion. And she don't mm-hmm. have to because she opted out of WNBA. So these women are, these Black women are better than me because I'd be like, I don't need, I, you need to hold my hoops. <laughs> you know because i don't think so miss oh no it's infuriating it really is and you know i look because uh, i know that baron davis was talking about like hey i'll buy her share of the of the team okay bd let's do it well here's the thing though and this is where i go back with you know this is has to do with leadership and the ownership right because you can't just walk in and buy a team you actually have to be uh vetted by you go to the commissioner in this case would be um of Kathy Engelbert well it might be Adam Silver I'm not quite sure it might be Adam Silver when it comes to ownership you have to go to him you have to make the proposal you have to show that you have enough money and how you're gonna like you know vet in the teams and what have you and then that proposal has to be taken to the owners and then all the owners have to agree you know so there's all these things that are pretty much systemically racist built up so that certain people in certain places and certain monies gets to be in the ownership position so that's why I'm like I love that the players will come out and use their voice because you know you're punching up which I understand and it does make ends it does get in you know it makes inroads but it's at the leadership the owners are you know a lot of performative allyship of like oh sure go ahead and put an different name on your jersey or go ahead and paint the courts with you know black lives matter this and that but it's like no 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 those are again crumbs as natasha Mm -hmm. put it the whole plate is look at the ownership change how that kind of shit happens and let's get that kelly out and real people in that have the same agenda right as the, as the people, people they should serve, right? Leaders exactly. should serve. Exactly. And, oh, can we talk about the WNBA's half paragraph response? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, she's not part of day-to-day operations. And I'm like, like this is the, I know. And this is the same argument I have about Home Depot. Like there's a news about like the Home Depot founder funding Trump. And people are like, he doesn't even, he's not, a, he's not even on the whatever, a, a, in charge anymore i'm like he's still on the board and you know he's still making fucking money and he creates culture mm-hmm. yeah. so don't come at me and be like don't boycott them because the employees are gonna that's not my fault that's business fault yeah they can shift money and continue to keep paying their employees Agreed. so don't fall victim to that fucking dumbass argument either. yeah no agreed agreed um, so yeah, so the WNBA, and then today they announced that they're going to do some 12 days of W. We posted that on Instagram. There's a lot of stuff going on. Guys, yes. jump on Twitter. We've already talked about all the people that we know have been there 365 days of the W. Right. So 
follow those people. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff happening and I'm just, we're just wishing health above all to all the players and um, just, and also please their video uh, blogs are amazing. <laughs> Go TikTok. These uh, women are making some fabulous videos full of really funny content that we share and love and appreciate. So overall, WNBA, come on, let's get after it. Let's get them to start and 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 get them in there. So there's a lot of stuff happening there. Um, let's see, NBA, they also entered their bubble. <laughs> I can't sometimes with the NBA. Like, I don't know. It just seems like so dramatic. <laughs> No why. Can we talk about how the NBA players just look like they got it so much better than WNBA uh, players? Yeah. Oh, yeah. automatically. I mean, not that I was was surprised. Right. But but just even starting there, they can't, they can't even get identical equal hotel rooms. You guys even the women the the rat trap and worm room and the men are like, "Oh, let me walk into this suite that looks like a Motel 6." Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like it's rat trap worm room. (laughs) It's fucking true. Like seriously, I thought that they were in an abandoned army base. Is what WNBA looked like. And then like the NBA is like fucking these uh, really nice suites and I don't know. Overlooking the water. Yeah. and you got Rajon saying he's in a Motel 6. I'm like, that's a Motel 6, man. Right? They've changed <laughs> since I knew a Motel 6. Yeah, right? Okay, because that looked pretty nice. I know Job Morant came out and said, my room's nice, the food's good, whatever. <laughs> like, he's just like, you know what? I, I got mean, time I, for this. That food did look nasty, though. I, I will. They have equal food, that's for sure. Oh, well, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, did like, you see Kuzma? He had, like, plates of sushi. Oh, that he, um, yeah. It's, well, they're yeah, in the fancier of the Disney World hotels, so mm, they're oh, in yeah. the Disneyland uh, except, hotel. Except someone else thought it was a Motel Six. Oh yeah. The WMA is at like Six Flags and Bush Gardens and <laughs> <laughs> taking Universal. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, and also it sounds like, or I just saw that some of the rides were going to be uh, available to the NBA players too in Disney. That's- oh, wow. They just opened up Disney World today. So how is that a bubble if they're going to be able to ride after other people have ridden it? Girl, I I predict the NBA bubble getting infected, like, even before <laughs> Right? I cannot, like, oof. <laughs> I'm feeling nervous for this so-called and bubble. I, I think their count well, their day count yesterday in Florida was 10k above the oh. 9k record breaking oh, one that they recently it. broke. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then they they so everybody shipped their courts to Florida, right? And so yeah. they're for practice courts. And they're putting like three practice courts into like a ballroom at the hotel. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that, I thought it was like a group of ten or less that you. And now you've got like three teams. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Whoa. They're, they're just like lining them up like next to each other, like it's an AAU tournament, you know, where it's like court, court, yeah, court, and everybody's yeah. just going. I, obviously, they're not going to be practicing at the same time because you don't want to see. But still, you're going to be in the same room, and then it's got to get washed down. And right. Then, like, well, and a- Adam Silver was like, "I'm. We are fully prepared for the fact that we're going to get players that test positive." And I'm like, 
yeah, but then, so you're fully prepared and then you're like, okay, peace, you got to leave. So what happens to that player? Are you prepared to like hold their hand through the right. entire like situation yeah, and talk to their and, family and yeah. go to the hospital with them or do okay. this and that? It's like, okay, your, your, your idea of prepared, I think is a little bit different than other people's idea of prepared as exactly. well as like who wants to get a swab up their nose twice three times a day it's just I don't know you know it is what it is they got to do they're going to do what they're going to do um we we'll see it's better working circumstances than a lot of people in this country though so you know yeah. what I mean like they don't get the free test they don't get to have people walking in you know, checking their temps or yeah. forcing a million dollars. My friend works for, and I'm going to say it because I don't give a fuck. She works for Home Depot in some Hobunk city over here. And her boss got mad at her for telling a customer to put a mask on, even though the sign outside said, put a mask on. Oh my God. No, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. So many people without masks are just unacceptable. Yeah. It's ludicrous. It is. It's absolutely ludicrous. Well, and then when you got the idiot in charge, Going into Florida, full like butt face out. No I mean, mask. he needs a mask just for us because yeah, I don't want to see his fucking right? face. Please Nothing's wear it. Look better, but at least oh. we don't have to look at half his face. God, that would be so good. But yeah, so you, that's part of why we're living in the hellscape that we have, right. as we all know. The worst country. Um, let's see what else. Um. Uh, Oh, Karen, you wanted to talk about Steve Ballmer and all his Yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to I want to just be let's highlight people, leadership that's actually doing shit, right? Like good shit. And real quick, I just read a LA Times piece, you know, they had interviewed Doc Rivers and he was like Steve Ballmer's one of the owners of the Clippers when he first met him, you know, he was like, "What do you do?" He's all, "I just give away money." But they mm-hmm. give away money him and his wife, they have an or, a nonprofit organization. They've always been um, well documented to help out issues that, uh, you know, organizations that address racism. Mm. You know, when he learned that a lot of kids growing up just didn't have like privilege to that, you know, they started doing that. 300 million alone in the last three years for Mm. 70 nonprofits working in communities of color from Detroit, where he lives, Seattle and LA, of course, because they're in the clip. So, you know, hate to kind of rush through this, but like, you know, that's the stuff, that's the kind of people and leaders that we need to have and we need to mm-hmm. highlight and especially to be owning a team in the WNBA or NBA. So I agree with you. And yep. to think about it, that replaced Don Sterling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's just opposite. think. <laughs> yeah. You when you clean house, you get something that's even not just enriches the team and the culture of the team, but the community, mm-hmm. right? So let's just listen up. Listen up, WNBA, to what happens when you kick out a racist and you bring someone who is aligned with the uh, with the culture. Yep. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so this next topic, the Woj bomb. I laughed for 10 minutes when I saw that Woj responded via his F-bomb saying, fuck you, like just straight up to this. I love it. uh, Classic journalism. Oh, my. 
Okay, so there, there's so many layers. There's so many layers to this, right? Because I actually come from the world of when Yahoo had Woj, right, on mm-hmm. on its, you know, as one of its analysts, you know, and I'd been in rooms when uh, discussing with Woj, like a lot of the programs that we're doing and stuff. And he's not, he is a very put together, organized. Um, he knows his brand and he knows what he wants and he's been working on that. You know, I can't speak to like, there are, there have been rumors that he has a lot of like, uh, you know, blackmail on a lot of these people that he gets information from, but you know what, the, lean into it, lean in that you that to that kind of shit, who cares? Like what, you know, um, but he, uh, so he's always been really buttoned up. So when I saw that, he did that. I was like, "Whoa, was he on Zan? Was he like oh, fucking Molly?" Maybe he was Griffin? just like, "Fuck you," and then accidentally press it. I don't know. I would have loved if he put "fuck you" per sources. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Kindle says, you know, sometimes you want to respond, so she drafts it but doesn't send it. That could have been the case. Like, I mean, and he was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Oh, it was so good. And he was responding. It was in response to a Missouri senator who was asking the NBA about like Hong Kong support and BLM social statements oh, on yeah. New Jersey. I think it was, what was it? Senator Howley. Yeah. From Howley. Missouri. Name. Yeah. Chick, uh, maybe. I don't know. You know, and he was basically like, oh, NBA, you know, basically being a racist. And so Woj responded with, fuck you. And uh, he went, and then Woj apologized. And he's going to put a statement. I'd have been like, fuck. Nah. I'd be like, I'm Woj. I don't need to apologize. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what? Lean into it. And if you want to fire me, I'll go somewhere else. What you want? I know. Oh, you know, it was just, it's funny how, like, there's, so, like, you see what happened to Jameel Hill. Oh, yeah. And you right. see what happened to Woj, right? And yeah. that also, unfor- I mean, it's the truth. It's what you see happen. She's like ousted and he's like, oh, you know what? The, here's a statement. He apologized. Move on with your life. So there is a total double standard that you see that you know Super. existed. I mean, I don't yeah. have to make that context for anybody. Everybody knows that existed. But right. it was just really funny to see that happen because, like I said, this is someone who, as you know, in the dealings that I had from, working at Yahoo and marketing department and being in those rooms, definitely not anyone you would think would have a slip. And on top of it, it's like from his iPhone, I think. I think you like sent it via his iPhone. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, a guy I work with at Yahoo who works with the editorial, he he responded to Woj's uh, email and he says, Oh man, this just takes me back to the days when I would email him and be like, "Are you good with the deadline?" <laughs> and I'd get this kind of response back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, you know, him. No, his background, whatever, you know, is like only certain people. He's private, you know, because he yeah. really was about his brand. So seeing this come out in the light, I don't know, kind of humanized him a little bit, made him less of a, a bot. An NBA yeah, bot, right? <laughs> but everyone, you know, his coworkers, folks are like, "Yay, whoa, yes, God, we got your back, fully support, no need to apologize." Well, on top of it, these are the types of people that need to be saying this kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. Just like you know, you keep seeing the same people put out their necks and put out their careers out on the line so that they could do what's right. Yeah, not about. Right. 
you know, decorum. Yeah. It's not about like nuances. It is what is right. And that's what I hate. I hate how people are like, oh, you know, this asshole who's being racist said it so nicely and eloquently. And then you just go and say, fuck you. You're so angry. And it's like, no, hello, let's go beyond the use of words or tone, dumb shits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will open him up to be more, you know, he's someone that needs to be out there doing these types of things because it just is what it is. He doesn't need to apologize if it's what he actually thinks. Oh, because that's, that's when, that's when the apologies just seem hollow because you know that they're apologizing just because people are telling them to apologize. Right. Right. Yeah. We know that the initial statement was what you actually meant. Just stick by it. That makes you stronger, you know, not Uh weaker. Uh Like, and I'm pretty sure that's what, you know, the difference between his situation and Jamel Hill was, is Jamel was like, nah, I said what I said. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, that's what I said. That's what yeah. I meant. I'm not backing down from it. Right. Yeah. Or his apology um, could have been like, yeah, sorry for using fuck you. That was rude. However. However. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by write, the statement. Right. Mm-hmm. And then write your whole op-ed article piece about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but we're just in a day and age where like people say something and then they have big backlash. It's like, oh, I have to apologize. Like, Drew Brees, not nah, wow. Drew Brees. Sorry, your apology means nothing because Sucks. we know that that's what False. you mean. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. just I would respect you more if you were like, no, this is exactly what I meant to say, and yeah. I stand by it. Yeah, or if if it's just like I'm just not an educated enough person about the things that yeah. I say, and I'm I'm either going to work to change that or I'm not, but. I'm your quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's fine too. Yeah. We, we are going to find the growth in the mistakes and being able to say, you know what? I did not understand that, but I want to learn. And right. I think that that's what we're, what we can do now. Um, and I think Woj doesn't need to apologize, but he did. And yeah, that's too bad, but <laughs> it was still fucking funny. It was still really funny. Uh, 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 Woj F-bomb. <laughs> I love Fuck it. You, I love first it. sources. That's all we had for uh, sports this time around. I, you know, these are the two hot ones coming in now. I know we had uh, women's soccer last uh, episode, but you know, WNBA and NBA are coming in hot at the end of this month. So I think with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll come with our final segment, Hoops Off. So we will be right back. And we are back. So we're back for our final segment, Hoops Off, which is our new segment where we each get one minute to pick a topic that we're going to go off about. Take our hoops off, hold, you know, no holds barred. Karen is going to be the first to go. Karen, you're going to have, I'm going to start the stopwatch. Sorry, my phone here. So we're going to stop the start the stopwatch. Karen, you are three, two, one, hoops off. This is my hoops off letter from an OG Karen to these new Karens on the scene. Okay. First off, ladies. Okay. Let's be real here. Quit being a little snitch because y'all little bitches. (laughs) And let's really think about this. Keep your nose out of people's business. If it's not harming someone, if someone's not getting killed, uh, 
why are you gonna be like, mm, you shouldn't barbecue there? Um, should you really be uh, chalking up Black Lives Matter? Do you live here? Um, what do you mean put my dog on a leash when there's signs that say dogs on a leash? <laughs> Because at the end of the day, bitch, your small action could lead to so much more. But let's be real about some of the famous Karens lately. You did beyond small action. You changed your tone. You called police. You made it seem like you were such in danger that your life was at stake. And guess what? Who's going to come rushing? Your white knight to come and do anything for you. So fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> One minute, Karen to Karen. Damn, she actually took her hoops off. Karen to Karen. Oh, it's the it's facts. It is facts. Facts. All facts, no printer. Exactly. And you know what? She that one Karen with the bird watcher. She's being on charge. Good. Good. I mean, her tone. Like she Mm. switched it so quick, not a change in her face, just her Mm. tone. She sounded like she was so in danger. And I'm like, this reminded me of Emmett Till. I was Mm. like, this is so fucking problematic. It was was terrible. So yeah, I agree with you. Karen on Karen. With you. There you go. Karen on Karen crime. Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love to see it. Uh, Kendall, do you want to go next? Okay. I'll go next. Okay. I, I think I feel like mine's gonna be kind of short. So, well, you guys. One minute is short when you start going. Okay, okay guess, so yeah. hoops off. Here we go, Kendall. Three, two, one. Hoops off. Okay, so recently the Supreme Court decided that your employer did not have to supply you with uh, birth control for religious reasons. So. My thing is, why is fucking Viagra still allowed on your insurance, but we can't get birth control, which does a hell of a lot more than just stops us from having babies. We need it for cramps. We need it for all kinds of health reasons. And these dumbass white men who are on the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and have been voted in keep telling us what we can and cannot do with our bodies while their little limp dicks (laughs) get to take a little pill and help them go out with their little side pieces while their wives are at home cooking them dinner because they live in the fucking 1950s. Sorry, that doesn't fucking fly with me. First of all. <laughs> okay, time's up. Um, absolutely, that was a good one. Not the blue pill. Also, when you see who was like for it, it was like a group of nuns in a, at a microphone, like a podium, and I'm like, Right. I cannot. I People cannot fucking religion. Get your freaking religion out of my my body, out of my politics, out of everything. There yeah. is a thing called separation of church and, and state. state. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we are getting further away from that than ever before. You can't tell me what I can do with my body unless I can tell you what you can do with yours. That's right. And you notice that same group of people who want to oppose birth control are like, oh, don't tell me what to do with my body and put a mask on my face. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's insane. All right, who's gonna time me? Cause I'm gonna. I have a hoops on. Oh, hold on. Let me oh, go. Man. Let me go. Hold on, I gotta get my. Are you doing it, Karen? Okay. I'm gonna go. Hoops off, guys. Are you uh, gonna actually take? Okay, it off? you ready? No. Oh. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Lisa? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Three, two, 
So my hoops off goes to Goya. Okay. <laughs> and not just like Goya, like the president of Goya who came and like smooched Donald Trump's uh, butt with like, we are blessed to have you as a president and all this other bullshit. And then people try to tell me, well, you know what? He really plays all sides because sometimes he's like really supportive of like Obama, but then like he's really sorry. He's like, no, no, no. At this point in time, you cannot be support of that idiot in charge because he has made policies that have affected the Hispanic, Latinx, whatever you want to call us at this point, community in such ways where we have borders with children and, and families separated, people in cages, threatening the dreamers, so much bullshit. He called us murders and rapists. So no, you cannot go, Mr. Goya, to the White House and tell somebody that they are blessed to be running this country. And you know what? To Ted Cruz, who would fucking be, you know, up and like talking and supporting Goya beans more than his wife. Well, fuck you too. Because you know what? No one needs to eat Goya. Go. Goya away. Thank you. Bye. Done. Hoops off. Hoops, Hoops off. off. Hoops off. Like this Goya away. That's right. That was a hashtag Goya away because you know what? The Hispanic community is pretty clever too. So, yeah. Damn. And clever. you know what? For the party that's all free market, capitalism, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm who want to go out and say like, oh, well, he's allowed to say whatever he wants. Well, we're allowed to buy whatever the fuck exactly. we want. And yes, you know ma'am. Yeah. We don't want to buy his beans anymore. And no. His, his spices, whatever. God. And oh, and lest we forget how, what kind of fits they were having on the MAGA side when they didn't put Christmassy cups in Starbucks or right. when they burned right. Nike for the kneeling or when they were smashing Kerrig coffee cup with yeah. coffee mugs <laughs> oh my you know god I mean? so, so stupid please do yeah. not come at me with the fact that we have a group of people that aren't going to eat those fucking beans anyways who cares just right you know what hypocritical dental beans okay let's whatever right. <laughs> we have the power of free speech just as much as that fool has to go and like kiss trump's ass and if that's what he wants to do then guess what we can buy our beans somewhere yeah else. and then he can go get his buyout or his like whatever yeah, PPP yeah right loan bullshit <laughs> please goya away thank you <laughs> so that's oh, it man. damn oh, i love how we ended good. in this note oh, i know i feel so <laughs> like it's so good it's like a workout Okay. It's sweaty and petty. <laughs> sweaty and petty all the way. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe and review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can follow and DM, DM us on our social handles, Twitter, Instagram, at The Hoops Talking. Um, we also have our YouTube channel, The Hoops Talk Podcast, where you can see our faces and see our background. Reactions. In the, in the bubble there, in the Motel 6. Um, we are also at The Hoops Talking Podcast on TikTok. And yeah, we have new merch up. Uh, go check us out at Redbubble. We have all the links in the bio. And don't forget, you know, um, also the Good News Radio is having a fundraiser, and we have a link to that in the bio as well. So check that out. So that's it, y'all. We It's a hot summer day ready to go and like fan myself and uh yeah karen how do we want to keep it sweaty, sweaty. <laughs> <laughs>